The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Yeah, welcome to another installment of the Functional Sportsaholic, or as we like to call it, the Sports Talk Revolution. We are proud partners of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. You can also find us on Podcast One. As usual, you're listening to Sean Ryan and Sam Van Dam. Sam, what's going on, man? What up, man? Just uh, trying to get back into the grind. Just got back from a uh, little destination uh, wedding. <laughs> I'm one of our friends. Just got, uh, got hitched in the Bahamas. So, yeah, just, uh, just trying to get back in the real world. Uh, that was, I believe, that was the friend that um, was always surprised at how quickly we were moving on with our lives. We were in our 30s and starting to have do things like have kids, you know, and he's like, what? You guys are getting old. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, well. That's what happens when you go to grad school at like 33. Yeah, and, right. You know, yeah. So, but yeah. beautiful wedding, good times, a lot of alcohol, was drunk, and I am, uh, yeah, just trying to get back into it into life yeah so we had um so last week we actually missed it, it was not planned but we had we had to miss last week's episode because i know you had your destination wedding i don't even know when you left but um i had a i had a uh, little family emergency that involved uh, a hospital being admitted to the hospital and um, that wasn't super fun and i'm still just exhausted from that whole ordeal over last week and then i got sick over the weekend um which isn't uh, so basically we're in February and I've been sick, I think, probably five weeks out of the year so far. So this is really just shaping up to be a great 2019. <laughs> but um, hey, man, it can, it can only go up. <laughs> so what? Uh, so, yeah, you're uh, I'm sure like your your Bahamas destination wedding. I'm sure you're having lots of uh, rum and rum cake and, uh, and great. Rum. I was like I was all over the place, man. It was like a, a Slurpee machine was in front of me and I was making, you know, I, I wasn't sticking to one liqueur, let's just say, and uh, you know it, things get a little messy when you start going uh, that route. Yes, yeah, I actually <laughs> when you start <laughs> when you start mixing when you start mixing stuff, it gets a little gets a little. But you know, it was you know when in Rome, yeah, have fun. So yeah. we were. I actually had a buddy. Um, his bachelor party is getting married in a couple weeks. His bachelor party was on Saturday. And uh, we were doing a thing. Uh, we're in Chicago land, so there's no shortage, believe me, here of, of like craft breweries. You know, people that uh, you know make their own brew and all that stuff. So we ended up getting a party bus and went on a few hours worth of tour um, in the western suburbs of just you know hitting kind of local breweries. And there's a lot like in a small stretch, which is pretty cool. Um, and we had a good time and everything. And then we went back to the house and. Um, you know, and we stayed a little bit, but of course, you know, I had that kind of that family thing going on. So I had to get, uh-huh. I had to get, get home. I wasn't going to stay there and like stay the night or anything. I just didn't have that flexibility. Um, but it, it was a very much like what you would, I guess, you know, like a, like a mid to late thirties bachelor party is like, you know, you started to see people yawning at like 6 PM after, after right. day drinking. And then like when I left one of my friends, um, there was like, this guy has a sectional, and I like I went to the restroom before and I came out of the restroom and at the, in that sectional, there are three different guys sitting upright but sleeping that we hadn't <laughs> we hadn't seen them in like hours. And so they oh. were they were all like sleeping. I think I left at around like eight, eight ish or something like that. Um, got home. It's completely fine. And then I woke up at two in the morning, and just had to like basically hit the release button on the uh, like, I don't know what happened. I think because I ate uh, sometimes, sometimes like bratwursts don't really agree with the old ecosystem inside my belly. 
And uh, man, right. I had to I had to evacuate. But anyway, that's you enough. Had, you, had to, you, had to, you had to get out. Yeah, you're right. And then, like yeah. I walked in, and then like I, like I got up, and my wife's like, "Everything okay?" I'm like, "I, th- I think I'm gonna be sick." And I it, like yeah. it wasn't hung over or anything, but I was just like, "Holy moly!" Like I, I don't feel well. But anyway, uh, but we have uh, we have some big news to talk about. Um, specifically, Bob Craft Boner Fest 2019. Um, the news hit, man. Over the weekend, you were in the Bahamas. I don't even know when you saw the news, but just initial thoughts, man. Like, uh, I mean, I, I mean, can we confirm or deny that he actually did have a boner? Yeah, that's it. That's the thing. So (laughs) he's 77, 77. 77. I looked it up and I actually I actually led the podcast, um, the Get Paid podcast off with like, hey, you know, breaking news over the weekend. Bob Bob Kraft can still get an erection. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, maybe I I would I would hope so. Or else, like, why is he going there just to basically get, you know, the old snake, you know, debendomed. Um, (laughs) But, you know, here's here's the thing with this. I, I wish this wasn't a deal. Um, I wish Bob Kraft wouldn't have to pay to get this done. I mean, he's a what close to a billionaire. You know that I, I would imagine. I mean, I don't. I, I and supposedly he's not even the biggest name in this oh, really like, thing. Yeah, there's supposedly mm-hmm. a bigger name in this investigation. Now a lot of people live in that area. A lot of golfers. Yeah, right. Live in this area. Um, but you know, I don't see a uh, old Eldrick T. Gray Woods. Paying for, uh, you know, going to the old. No, you know, here's my point because Brad Brad made that same point on get paid. Yeah, and what I said to him is, I said a couple things. First of all, is you know he is 77. Like you know you're you're at that age where it's it's pretty gross to sleep with you, right? Um, like (laughs) like a like a young girl or or um you know young woman, you know it's it's pretty gross. At that point, you're basically obviously you're you're basically just sleeping with him for his money right it's right. not like he's going to be right. like oh hey let me go to the university in miami and pick up a girl at a college bar he right you know th- there are there are young attractive men at those college bars or women if that's their thing he's he's not picking them up based on his looks anymore so right. to a certain degree you know he's already kind of crossing those lines because he's not really getting you know He's not really getting the, the the quality that he was probably accustomed to being a young rich guy. Although he was married for a while, so I don't want to make he was any, married for a long time. Yeah, I don't want to make any. Like yeah, I don't. I yeah. don't want to assume anything. Like he was kind of doing this stuff and, and being a playboy. Right. So like when his wife passed away, um, you know, he became like a you know um, a single guy again. Basically, it's like, what do you? Yeah. What are you gonna do? I told Brad, I was like, what are you really gonna do? You're a billionaire. You know? Do you really want to like? You know? You know, go yeah, to like go to ourtime.com. Yeah, yeah, you can't really go to match.com and yeah. open up anything. You know, I, I would. Yeah, and like you know, I think he was probably she died in 2011, so it was like eight years ago. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> he was he was in his mid 60s. Yeah, that's a tough that's a tough age to try to find love again. Um, you know, but a man's got needs, and you know, a little Bobby had to go. <laughs> had to go check in somewhere. Little yeah. Bobby standing it's, at attention says, "Hey, pay attention to me. Pay attention." Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I love about I what I love about the story is that um, you know, one, I, I don't know how many were there were, but at least one because this one I know of is uh, it happened the day of the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of them was. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. Wow. So he, he woke up. He um, he handled his business, and then he went to Kansas City. And uh, wow. and he took in that game. That was quite a day for him. Was quite what a, a life! 
what a day. Yeah, I know, right? And then so that, that was a nice that was a nice win. Um, <laughs> man, it was an all time. How do you? Yeah, how do you beat that? Man, uh, yeah, literally. How do you yeah, beat I know, that? right? Yeah, well. <laughs> I don't know. I think the FBI had some video if you, if you really want to get into yeah. it. I was saying to Brad, too, um, <laughs> earlier in the week, I was saying, you know, you know somebody's going to get their hands on this video at some point. Um, right. Like, and, and I was telling Brad, so years ago, it was it was after um, his Kraft's wife had passed away, but there was this really weird video that came out on YouTube. It was going kind of kind of viral back then. And um, mm-hmm. and Bob Craft, it was this really low budget. It was almost like some weird person with a camcorder was filming him. And it was this young girl behind a desk, like 20s, um, you know, really hot. And Bob Craft is just dancing. And it's almost like they were making a student film or something. And he just happened to be <laughs> in it. And I remember it was right. just like, oh, gosh, that is really not a good look for Mr. Craft. So, like, when all this stuff happens, um, you know, I, I tweeted out. I'm like, am I, am I the only one who's not surprised at this at all? I mean... You know, you know, to me, it's just like, of of course he is. After seeing that video years ago, and you know him being a billionaire, he's old, he's single. It's like, of course he's doing this stuff. Like, I, of course he. Yeah, is. I just wonder. I just wonder why he's like getting dropped off in a limousine to like the Thai orchid, you know, pleasure palace. Yeah. Like, I mean, he couldn't get anyone to come to him. Yeah. I mean, like, so it, I. The whole thing is just, it's just very strange, man. You know, it doesn't matter how much money you have or how rich you are. It just goes to show you, man. Men are men, and we're disgusting pigs. You know, at I don't the end know. Of the day. I, at this day and age, I don't know how much more disgusting men are than uh, than women. Slightly. No, I mean, Slightly. yeah, no, I mean every, I mean men, mankind. Yeah, we're just disgusting. We are disgusting. It, we or, are, or yeah, we are the, we are just, the worst creatures. Know, morally on the flawed. Yeah, morally but, flawed. You get you, if you get more than one guy in a room. Bad things are going to happen, and the later the day progresses, the worse things are. I've never heard. Yeah, and it. I mean, I would expect this from like somebody you know younger or whatever. Like you're like, all right, whatever. They got caught up in something. Now they were with a group of guys. It was a bad decision. Even though you and I have vetoed this decision oh on an occasion, um, we won't name names. Yeah, um, well, but uh, the Roman yeah. bathhouses, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. So. So, uh, like, yeah. there is some level of, like, you know, morality that's got to go through your head at some point. But, you know, he's on top of the world. That's what I'm saying. You know, like that, probably not too many people are telling him no. Like, whatever. Yeah, of course. And I, I feel like I feel like because he's older, it's more likely to happen because, you know, you're a billionaire. I mean, just try to like because, you know, you and me, you know, pretty much probably like ninety nine point, you know, nine to the ninth, you know, degree percent. Like, we're never going to be able to fathom the idea of having multiple billions of dollars, right? We're literally owning owning a football team, owning a football team, rolling out of bed, and you put your ATM in, and you have like five hundred thousand dollars of just cash to spend that day, just to do whatever, right? right? I mean, these are the lives that people. I remember Cuban, uh, Mark Cuban. He was he is not affiliated, by the way, any in any way, um, at least as, (laughs) as of now. But I remember Cuban was on a, um, a, a talk show. I don't know if it was like Letterman or something like that back in the day. And somebody asked like, hey, you know, how much is in your, you know, your um, your ATM account? And he laughed. He said, you know what? I, I He's like, I did get a receipt the other day just because I was curious. So he didn't even know, right, going into the, yeah. his, his ATM. He's like, I was curious. So I got a receipt and I looked at the receipt. And it was $400,000 of petty cash in his ATM account that he just pulled out that day. <laughs> 
And um, and he's like, he's like, you know, sometimes like when sometimes something like that will happen. And I just like, thank God I'm me, you know, <laughs> like, right. thank God for that life. So these, so this is the life, right? Like, you know, you and me, Sam, you you pull our money together. We don't have right. as much money in three or four years as this guy has in his petty cash. I'm gonna take right. it out and spend it on the ta- the town. And so you're like that. You're 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 in your 70s, so you're not picking up those really. I mean, you're not going to go um, out with name a supermodel. I don't know, um, Giselle. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're you're not going to win a Giselle because Giselle can win a Tom Brady, right? She's not going to go with a Bob Kraft anymore. You're you're, right. you're past your eligibility. So, what are you going to do? Are you really going to put in the time and try to like cultivate a relationship? Are you going to go try to like go out with like some forty year old? Well, you know, we saw what happened to Bezos um, uh, or Bezos, if you prefer, yeah. Amazon guy. That stuff yeah. gets all over social media. To me, it's like. Not that I would ever do this, and Sam, you know, truthfully, I wouldn't because, like, I'm just kind of put off by the idea of it. Like, even morality aside, as a germaphobe, like, I just would never be able to to get myself into that headspace, right? But, like, (laughs) but I can understand why other people would, just because, like, Bob Kraft is like, it's a transaction. It's going and buying a beer to him. It's just like, hey, I, I need to, you know, I got the AFC championship. I need to relax. I'm just gonna go get this done at my favorite bathhouse and i don't ever have to see that person again if i don't feel like it and yeah you know, and i guess I where the, where, yeah and i guess where the issue is is it's they, they're looking at human sex track trafficking yep. and that's where it starts to get really creepy you know so it's not yeah. just you know mary sue down the down the road does what she does for a living he goes gets his services she gets what she wants out of it and there it is if people are being sold into things or people are being made to do things, that's where it really starts getting even even worse. That's, and that's, I guess, what they were originally tracking. Not that Bob Kraft knew what the backstory was or anything like that. To him, he probably was just going to somebody, pays money, gets what he wants, she gets what she wants, go her separate ways. But there is a whole backstory to it, and that's where the disgusting you know, um, really bile stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. weird how prevalent, um, you know, you, you start to hear more and more of this stuff about how prevalent sex trafficking, is, sex trafficking is in the United States. Right. It's like, crazy. yeah. And, um, Brad and I were saying, you know, if somehow, and I doubt, and, and I'm with you, Sam, I, I don't think in any way he, he knew of anything going on because how could you be so stupid first and foremost? Like, right. you know, he is on top of the world. Like you said, he's 77. Why would, he, why would somebody at that level, tarnish their legacy if they even thought there was an inkling of something like this going on. I just don't see it happening. Right. But if if in a alternate universe somewhere somebody like this was going and, and did this and had some kind of inkling or understanding that this could be an issue, um like like what it like this this person or these people in the videos of Bob Kraft, what if they come out in the press and say, I told Bob Kraft I was under duress and I asked for him to help me. Like even if it's right. complete BS, can you imagine if somebody else came out like that? How the press would press would latch onto it, and it would just be like it would blow up, and then you know it would spark another investigation. All this stuff. If any of this blows back on Bob Kraft from the trafficking issue, this is a huge story because the NFL is not going to go light on the Patriots like at right. all. They haven't before, and they're not. You know, if for you know it was a year and a half of um, Deflate Gate. You know, we're talking about air pressure. Yeah. You know, in a in a football, imagine something like this is going on with the with all the PR stain that's been happening to the NFL over the last couple of years. Ooh, this could be big. Um, they wouldn't. Do you think they would do anything on field? Like they wouldn't. I mean, because obviously no. he's not 
He's not a coach. He's not a GM. They could suspend him from going to a game, I guess. Um, um, I guess they could they deduct draft picks because they, I don't. I, I guess in I, theory, I don't really know how the bylaws work in that situation. Like they couldn't do anything Ursay, on field. Yeah, because remember Ursay for the Colts mm-hmm. when he was caught. What was he caught? Was it drugs? Doing it drugs? Like yeah, drugs thing. Yeah. He was he was suspended for I think six months. Like he couldn't like go to a game, but I think it was off season. I don't remember what it was, but I don't think they touched any of the operations standpoint. Yeah, but I, you know, again, you know, uh, there's a and and it, assuming this is just prostitution, it, I would imagine it'll be the same kind of thing. It'll be a conduct thing. He'll probably get fined like you know a couple hundred thousand dollars. He'll probably be told not to come to games for a while or be a part of the organization. And that's fine because the Crafts, it's a family organization, and the kid is really, you know, his son is really involved with the team. So I don't think it'll be that big of a deal. And really, I mean, this is really, from a football operations point of view, this is a Belichick operation. Um, And I'm sure it'll be just fine. Now you throw in this this curveball with the the sex trafficking, then things could get weird. Um, I don't think on those kind of conduct issues that the bylaws would allow the NFL, I could be wrong on this, but I don't think that the NFL bylaws would allow them to take draft picks away. I think it would only be ownership fines, but I mean, you could be talking about like indefinite conduct suspension, like especially if some kind of more serious charges were raised in a way. I mean, I could see them saying, Hey, you know, behind the scenes, Hey Bob, step away and give it to your kid. Um, Yeah. That's what I think. Everything's being called for Um, because he's been a little erratic over the last few years, like dancing at the parties oh and, God. you know, he's been, he's been a little wild. He's hanging out with all these rappers. Um, <laughs> it's, he's like, know, our, I, he's like America's version of Kim Jong-un. He's like, yeah, soon, soon you're going to see yeah, Rodman showing up at these parties. Listen, man, it's gotta be hard for a guy that's married 40 some years. You know, he loses his wife in his late, you know, sixties or whatever. Yeah. It's gotta be, it's, it's gotta awful. be tough, yeah. you know? Um, I imagine you really start going through some stuff, but you know, on the professional side, he's doing really well. His team's, you know, obviously the greatest dynasty ever. Um, but then you never know what people are going through personally. And, you know, he's, he's obviously probably hurting a lot and, you know, he may just have never, never gotten right after that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with everything. I, I would never judge him um, for, like, doing the, the prostitution thing. I mean, like, again, it's not for me. I would never do anything like that. It's never interesting. It, it actually kind of disgusts me personally. Yeah. But I understand it. And, you know, I don't hold it against, like, you know, him, especially rich people who, who it's so hard. It's got to be so hard. It's hard enough to connect when you're you and me, you know, like, relatively, right. relatively, you know, um, you know, successful um, you know, people, I had trouble connecting. Um, thankfully I found my wife, you know, years ago and that's great. Uh, you know, I know you're in, in a position where you're, you know, trying to connect to people. It's hard, you know? Right. And right. even though that the world is shrinking and you have like all these like new, new services and you can date online, you can date on a phone app and all that stuff. Yeah. It's still hard to connect to somebody. And the older you it get, is. it's like, you're so busy, you know? And you, and right. not only that, but you're ingrained in your lifestyle, you know, like, right. You know, if Bob Kraft for his, you know, for his entire marriage, you know, they, you know, they went out to eat on Fridays, they stayed home on Saturdays, they went to the game on Sundays, you know, you have your routine that has, has been there for like 60 years or 50 years or something. And now you're going to what you're going to date, you know, Bob, Kraft, you're going to date a 50 year old, 
and try to ingrain her into that routine. Then you got to start getting into the like the whole guy thing is like, oh gosh, now I have to start buying flowers and I have to. Then you have to get like your personal assistant to like remind you to do things for them. If you're rich, if you're me and you, you you know you <laughs> you forget to do things for them and they get mad at you. But um, you know, it's I, I don't I don't begrudge anything. The the only the only unfortunate thing is one, there's video out there somewhere that hackers are. You know, even if you know nobody can get their hands on it, somebody's going to hack it and get it. You know, Putin already probably has the video in Russia. Well, and you know what Bob Kraft is? He's hoping that that bigger name is is going to come out at some point. Yeah, I <laughs> wonder who that would be. And it's either and it's either Donald Trump or Tiger Woods or somebody else that lives in that area. That's just a huge <laughs> name. Oh um, man, if it was Trump, could you imagine? Oh man. <laughs> Well, no, but you know, like the the that's the way the politics work in this country, though. Is as you know, the Trump base isn't moving. They like Trump, and you know, it's it's what thirty five to forty percent of the population likes what he does. And there could be video of evidence of him doing something. And they'll say, "Oh, I don't believe that evidence. It's fake news." But then you got your your liberals on the other side that it doesn't matter. You know, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter what you say about I don't know Nancy Pelosi or Biden or whoever um, Bernie Sanders. They're gonna. You know, it doesn't matter, right? You get your entrenched right. people. So it's really, I laugh, but really probably even if it is Trump, nothing will happen. Yeah. Like what will it change? Uh, the people well, that yeah, the people that point, love them, love them, and the people that don't love them, I mean, what's it going to do? It's just going to make yeah, them angrier. I mean, today's Wednesday. It's I would say it's been a uh, maybe a tougher day for old uh, Trumpy. Um, but at this point, nothing's going to happen. I mean, it's yeah. a little too, you know, late and you know, whatever. That's a whole nother. That's a whole. Yeah, that's a whole discussion. other show. That uh, that Mueller yeah. report, man. When that comes out, that's gonna be. Yeah. But it's gonna be the same thing. It's just people are just aren't gonna believe it. Even if there's like, even right. if there is evidence of him doing something really, really, really shady, nobody's gonna mm-hmm. believe it, right? All they're gonna say is, yep. "Oh well, you know, Hillary did worse." That's that's what the right. narrative's gonna be. It's, right. That's why right. our country sucks at the moment, Sam. That's why it sucks. No, no I know. There's no, there's no, nobody wants to find a reasonable solution. Anything. Everybody just wants to find their solution that makes them feel good. So that's it, man. Screw that. All right, everyone. If you like my show, you are going to love all of the shows on the Collider Network on Podcast One. The YouTube channel turned Podcast Network has everything for your pop culture needs. Check out Collider Sports, Jedi Council, One on One with Christian Harloff. Movie Trivia Showdown, Movie Talk, and so much more. Check out the Collider Network every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, let's move it on to something uh, non-prostitution related. Hey, why don't we go to another polarizing topic, though? Um, while I was going to talk about this last week, but since we missed the episode, you saw that big Kaepernick settlement, right? Yeah, I saw that. Ooh, a lot of I money. would love to know what the number is. I have to think. So the the settlement, um, uh, I don't know. Nobody knows, right? But I I, right. I saw the story because I almost tweeted it, and I I didn't end up tweeting it. That Kaepernick was asking the AAF, the other football league that's going on right now, which I haven't watched yeah. that by the way. I got to dig into that because I've been hearing really good things about that. But um, I'm in favor, by the way. Before we get back into Kaepernick, I'm in favor of a nice minor league system for NFL. Like I loved the NFL Europe. When they had it, and like the teams would just send their like younger yeah. players and undrafted free agents, but right. but Europe couldn't sustain it. I loved right. the um, you remember the World League back in the day, the Orlando Thunder with those like teal, Thunder, those yeah. super like bright oh, green jerseys. Man. Loved that sweet. league. Sweet, that was a good league. Me had San Antonio had a team. I think Birmingham had a team. That was I was surprised because the stands were always filled, but then they, they started were. adding. 
like Germany for some reason. Like Germany loves American football. They they fill their stands. I remember like the Ryan Fire in that league. But right, I think they yeah. kind of overexpanded in Europe and it kind of failed. So I think the rule here is, you know, stick to your NFL Europe games, your your NFL London games or something. Maybe add mm-hmm. games to that slate. But let's keep a minor league system in the United States. I think there's appetite for it. And I think the key is you got to stick to cities that don't have NFL teams. Right. Like an Orlando would be perfect. A San Antonio is perfect. A Portland is perfect. Um, like I saw that Dallas, I think, has a team. I don't love that. Like I would rather that team go to Austin right. or something like that. Um, yeah. And, and, and maybe teams in the South um, because if you don't have an NFL team and you're not competing with college football, I think you can do well. Um, so, again, Orlando is, a, it, you know, uh, Florida is a big college market. Um, right. That makes sense to me. Like, you know, some of these like Southern Texas, you could take a uh, look at uh, San Diego now would might be a good one. Um, mm-hmm. you know, these these cities that Oklahoma City would be a great one. Um, right. You know, because they have all they have is the thunder. And I feel Alabama. like. Yeah. Yeah. No one in Alabama, man. Those people love football and they have no other, <laughs> yeah. you know, professional sports teams yeah like we've seen we've seen in our lifetime sam we've seen the 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 europe the nfl europe we've seen the world football league we've seen the uh the xfl the the xfl yeah the arena football league multiple versions of the arena football league we've seen the usfl there's an appetite for this right it just hasn't been done over but you're right they over expand you need to keep it keep it small keep it what it is and make it a farm system yeah where guys can you know, go and guys can go get second chances and, and and prove if they're worth a damn, you know? Um, and like the Canadian football league is very successful. Right. And, and like a lot of like the college retreads that can't get quite get that NFL opportunity, they go up there and that like, you know, I, I think, I, I think it's a viable thing, but like you said, Sam, I, I almost think that the NFL needs to invest. And that's the problem with, with, this one in particular, like the AAF, is it's supposed to be like a non-NFL thing. Like it's almost like, hey, here's an alternative league. I don't think right. that's going to work ever. Um, I think you no. need NFL buy-in, and I think it helps, man, to send some people from your, you know, for lack of a better word, your farm system. Create a farm system. I think it would be kind of neat, man, these minor league teams. And, it, you know, I think um, – like, I'm not the biggest expert, but like um, Barcelona soccer where, uh, what's his face, uh, Messi plays. I think he's plays mm-hmm. for Barcelona. Like, he, like they have like a school. It's like a private school. And then they go over this, to this academy and they basically play from when they're kids into the point where they get to the big show, like the Barcelona team. Right. And that's where Messi came up from, right? He's Argentine, but he was basically raised in Spain. Mm-hmm. Um and, like, I feel like the NFL, like, some of these sports leagues can do that. Like, the Major League has this kind of built in with the farm system. Um, but, right. like, you know, the, the NBA has invested in the in the D League and the G League and, you know, the right. XYZ League or whatever you're calling it. Right. I feel like a lot of these, um, a lot of these uh, you know, franchises would benefit from something like that. I think it would be kind of neat if there was buy-in. Because I personally, you know, especially back in the day um, when I was a big Redskins fan, but even now, as somebody who writes books about like uh, prospects and tries to project fantasy sports and stats and all that stuff, I would love to follow 
you know, um, Trent Richardson, who's in the um, in the other league right now. Yeah, he kind of flamed out in the NFL. What's he doing? Is he stacking it together? I would love to see these kinds of stories. These guys like these pass rushers who are a little undersized and then finally, you know, they light up the world over there and they get some opportunity in the NFL. I think it's really neat. And right. I think there's a marketing opportunity and a growth opportunity because then you can start to, especially if you're building a farm system, Guys, this is turning into a sports business podcast. But if you build a farm system and say, again, let's just say um, Orlando, where we're both from. Well, now you have a following in Orlando that will, if they get promoted and, and they turn into stars in the NFL, you're getting more people in cities that you're not grabbing quite yet. And I think right. it's just another way to keep, you know, the NFL's on top right now, uh, but the NBA is catching up. I think it's a good way to combat and try to keep yourself on top. But, you know, whatever. No, I agree, man. I agree. I am looking forward to that new XFL, the new version of it, though. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. When are this game supposed to start? Man, I I thought it was this like maybe this summer. I thought so too. I thought so too. I, but I haven't seen much about it. I saw like you know a quick hit of it, but I haven't seen anything since. So I'm I'm <laughs> you know I'm unsure. I remember I'm I went sure. to that. I went to the the Orlando whatever they were called. Um, that oh, XFL the rage. Game. The Orlando Rage. Rage. The first yeah. game was at the Citrus Bowl. I went. I uh, went too. Did we go together? No, I feel like I went with Gooch and then you went with like Finley, um our um our other friend uh, Steve the Basket Weaver. I feel like you went with him and but we weren't together or something like that. Um Yeah, but I the think four of us didn't hang out a ton yeah. back then, like all together. We you know, we were generally no, kind of you. you know, yeah. But anyway, um like I remember going to that game. I remember the the. I always thought that it was a brilliant idea. The idea of don't do a coin toss, do a scrum for the football. Right. Do you remember that? And so, like, just to paint the picture. Yeah. For, no, they hit the right thing. Like, yeah. I, I I really like that league, man. They it, just tried to make it too much wrestling. Based, they did. They had because... they had the sideline reporters doing interviews with the football players during the game. And I remember one of the right. sideline reporters got like a linebacker there and was asking him like, oh, so you gave up a touchdown the last drive, blah, blah, blah. And the linebacker just started screaming at the guy because he was really over the top intense, you know, and competitive. Right. And he started screaming right. at the sideline reporter and like the the whole crowd, you know, it, it really was like a wrestling crowd. But I'm curious to see what he's going to do with it this time. If it's going to be the same kind of thing or what? They just need to make, I mean, if they just went with the principles of making it really hardcore and violent and stuff like that and try to go like the opposite way, um, I feel like they'd have some success. They just can't make it like, you know, WWE where it's yeah. like just too much, you know, go too much the other way. And all that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause then people are going to label it like fake, like they do with wrestling. And that's where like, I think if it was like a little bit separate, they, they would have better you know, better results with it. And you got to get, you got to get some names out there. Um, some flame outs or whatever, but There's, you know, I mean, get, every, get, John, get, get Johnny football. There you go. Johnny like, Mansell I mean, would be great for that. Perfect. He'd be perfect for that league. You know, and I, I would watch to see, I mean, he flamed out in Canada. He hasn't done what, like, I would like to see if he's got one shot effed in him, and I feel like this is the kind of place for him to. I think he you would. Know, I think he would do succeed. well in a league like that. Yeah, I mean, he's a polarizing guy. He already kind of talked garbage on the field. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I know this will never happen, but Baker Mayfield, when I famously uh, made the wrong prediction that he was going to flame out in the NFL. Um, but Baker Mayfield has a great personality for this. Obviously, he's never going to touch that because he's so damn good, and I was so damn right. wrong on that. But. Um, 
you know, people like that, right? I'm trying to think of uh, yeah, entice Tebow to come out and take some reps at the quarterback since he oh Tebow's all in. Tebow's all in on the baseball. Yeah, baseball. Yeah, but yeah, I heard that. Is it the AAF? That's what they're calling it, right? The the one that's in play right now. Yeah, yeah, that one. I, I heard that they tried to go after him. But getting back to Kaepernick, Sam. So they yeah. offered him, or like he came back and he said he wanted twenty mil from the AAF to play. And right. I remember seeing that and thinking, what an idiot. I, like My first instinct was like, mm-hmm. what an idiot. If this guy wants to play football, he should take this more seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, me being you know, an idiot, like, well, at least I had the, the sense not to post it. I was going right. to tweet, and then I thought, mm, you know what? Let me stay away from that, um, and let me give that a couple days to breathe. And wouldn't you know it, like a day later, basically, the settlement comes out. And then I thought, oh, well, there you go, you idiot. It's almost like the old Robin, Rob Gronkowski thing. It's like, and, and I'll get back to that in a second. So Kaepernick... He wasn't going to restrict his football value because it would restrict his settlement case. So if he came back to the AAF and said, oh, yeah, I'll play for $400,000, then he has no leg to stand on at that right. point um, for his thing. So when you said originally, I wonder what it was, I bet you it was at least 15 mil, at least 15 mil. In the yeah, settlement. If not, yeah, if not more. If not more, it could be that uh, full 20. Yeah, and I wonder what I wonder what Nike's paying him, you know, I mean – Oh, he's, I think he's doing quite well on that. Yeah, yeah. Because the campaign's been successful, well so they're going to re-up his campaign if they, you know, if there was some right. kind of mutual bonus or option or something like that. I'm sure, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure he's maxing that out because you know, it did what it did what you and I, Sam, expected it to do was it galvanized the non, um, uh, I don't even know what to call them, but like the the people that are you know super. You know, you, you got to respect the flag, those kinds of people. I would guess like the Republican stalwart, not to paint everybody in a box out there who right. agrees with it. But like, you know, the 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 America first God country, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's not what that's not the market Nike was going after to begin with. So right. galvanizing the people who don't identify with that and if anything, identify more with a liberal and, you know, social, sociological progression type thing, there were mm-hmm. there was always going to be the perfect sponsor for that. And it's exactly what happened. And their business went up. Right. In spite of what Sean Hannity predicted. Sean Hannity thinks everybody's <laughs> like a 55-year-old gray-haired, you know, guy that buys well, his yeah, Nikes at Shoe Carnival, you know? Zion, Zion blew his shoe out and everyone was like, oh, Nike, oh, you yeah. know, uh, <laughs> Nike, you know, going to drop. It dropped for like just regular drop. It dropped for like a day, which is normal, mm-hmm. and then they're right back up. It's you know, it's a freak accident. Things happen. You yeah, know? the astute investor would just wait for something like that to happen. Wait for social right. media to have that twenty-four hour cycle. Buy twenty-four hours later at the bottom, and then you're going to make like you know a thousand bucks a day doing that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, because nothing lasts forever. Even the United stuff, like when they killed the puppies and they kicked the guy off the plane and all that stuff. It's like the stock mm-hmm. price would dip. By like ten bucks, it would go down by like you know fifteen percent, and the next day it would be back where where it was in the next week. Right. It's like you know they're still selling, yeah. you know they're still flying plane, flying planes. It's like I can't I can't say how many people on like my social media feed are like I'm never flying United again, and then like three months later I'd see a picture being like oh this United plane it's so old and dingy. It's right. like well you're still flying them, dude. You're flying them because they're the right. cheapest. They're the cheapest flight path, and that's what you're wait. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're doing. Money's king here. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Exactly. Uh, anything else on Kaepernick? Nope. No, man. I am yeah. good for him. You know, get yours, whatever. Yeah. Get yours. Yeah, man. I never, I never had beef with that. Like I, I always, I, I, I don't have beef sh- with anybody getting money. If money's coming to you, I don't care. Get it. Like, I don't care if I agree with you. I don't agree with you. 
if if people are willing to pay you money because whatever happened, get yours. Yeah, and, and I'll really never care. I'll never begrudge people for having an opinion, even if it doesn't agree with mine. It's like, dude, you're allowed right. to have an opinion, you know. That's the beautiful part of this country, man. Well, yeah, yeah. you would think that, but like you gotta you have a group of people now that um, that want to do everything they can to protect the Second Amendment, but they don't want to do anything about the First Amendment, like the the freedom of press and the freedom of of speech, which is what the the national anthem issue is. It is unless it's. Yeah, unless speech it's issue. their speech. Yeah, unless yeah, right. it's their speech or their opinions. It's really the United States and me. Yeah. Right? yeah. You can't spell yeah, America exactly. without me. Without me. Without me and I. <laughs> Bunch of idiots. Perfect. We live in a society, people. For crying out loud. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Perfect. Yep. Um, I saw an article about uh, the top 25 NBA players under the age of 25. Okay. Which I liked. All right, yeah, so I'm pulling I'm pulling up the list now. And you know, I you know, it's one of these stupid opinion articles anyway, but um I shouldn't say stupid because I love them because I always click on them, but um so like the, the the opinions I just just surprisingly I don't agree with it. So Giannis is number 1. I don't think I would argue with that, Sam. I don't think you could probably argue with that either. Am I Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. What do you think about him by the way? Cuz I'll say this, like, you know, I'm you're the you're the NBA connoisseur. I am I watch it as a fan. Um, and the opposite yeah. is true of the NFL. I'm the NFL connoisseur. You watch it as a fan, which is why I think this this podcast goes pretty well because you get you know kind of two varying opinions on it. But um, when we were talking about Giannis last year to close out the NBA season and into now, every time I bring up Giannis, it's like your opinion of him gets a little bit stronger. And now I feel like like you're very impressed by Giannis. So can you just talk about kind of like what you've seen with from him over the last couple of months? Well, I mean, he's really starting to morph into what we wanted to it's always good when you see guys and you see their potential and then you see them start to really fulfill the potential and he's also seems to be a really good teammate uh which is big guy. for me i'm a big team guy especially yeah, in basketball team, you have to have a team team chemistry team team guy um coachable um their team i mean they they go through him but he doesn't make it all about himself, but I feel like anything within, you know, he, he doesn't play like young Shaq, but anything within five, six feet of the basket, he gets it. He's dunking it, you know, and that is very young Shaq, um, where it was just like, all right, just put it in for two, you know, right away. Um, because he, he's not leaving a doubt of where he's going with the ball. And there's a lot of big guys. You can never even say that about, um, Dwight Howard being one of them. Sure. You could never say like he's gonna catch the ball at six feet and he's definitely gonna he's definitely gonna <laughs> slam it. Like I remember, man, I remember Young Shaq. That was you know, in Orlando, those Orlando years. It was just like holy nobody can stop him. Like I remember like running the floor, like yeah. Yeah, uh, and like you remember Alonzo Morning was I think the second player drafted his same draft, and people are always like, Oh, you know, who's better, Shaq or Morning? It's like, come on, man. Like I love right. Alonzo Morning. I always had a lot of respect for Alonzo. If anything, right. I think Alonzo Mourning was underrated as his career turned out. But come right. on, man, Shaquille O'Neal, come on now. He was he was the one. He was, and and what I like about Giannis, and I feel like this is a lot of times we don't put prefaces on two way stars, somebody that can play just as good on defense that they do on offense, and he's a beast um, defensively and. You go down the line, you're going to have a lot of offensive guys that are really good. But if there's a guy that's working just as hard on offense as on defense, 
it's pretty special. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I'm looking at his stats, and uh, yeah, I mean, six assists at the power forward, power forward position. Although I'm sure he kind of moves around the floor and all that stuff, but that's good to hear, man. Because I haven't seen a ton of him. Um, you know, I only see the highlights, but I don't like to be that guy that watches ESPN, you know, top ten plays and yeah. like, highlights well, of, prob- of Bucks games and stuff, and, and pretend I know what I'm talking about. They'll probably be in the finals, so you'll get a chance to see them. Yeah, you said that, and I was surprised to hear you say that. I think we did our show what two weeks ago, three, whatever it was, and you said you think yeah. the Bucks are going there, and I was surprised. They made some really good moves, man. They're putting a bunch of shooters around him. They're their team is deep, got a few all-stars on there, really good coach. I mean, it, Boston's imploding, Philly is, eh, eh. Raptors are good, but we just don't know what we're going to see. Um, Milwaukee is by far right now the best team in the East. They have been all year. Um, they'll have home court, and uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think they'll, they'll still they'll get lose. wiped by <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say they'll, they'll lose to Golden State, but... But man, if you would have said the Milwaukee Bucks a few years ago were going to be an M- like had a chance to be in the NBA Finals, I mean that's crazy. Can you so. imagine like even like six or seven years ago saying, "Hey, oh yeah, um, your your one hundred percent most likely scenario is is Bucks Warriors in the <laughs> Bucks Finals." Warriors, right? Yeah, right. That's funny. You would have thought somebody was playing their uh, you know <laughs> NBA Jam. You know, just it, you know. know, it's funny how like so the Warriors in their recent run, it's it's funny how just a couple of years can really change the whole complexion not not only of the, of the team that you think of, but like their whole history as a team. Now you're starting, right. and and I I look I think about this as the the Patriots because the Patriots prior to Tom Brady's run, they had been to two Super Bowls and lost them both, uh, once to the Packers, once to the Bears, and they're basically just like a. You know, no different than, gosh, let me think, like, maybe a little better than historically the Arizona Cardinals. But, like, you know, maybe like the Eagles before they won their Super Bowls. Like, nobody really thinks of them as an all-time franchise. And then, boom, you get the right group of people, the right ownership, the front office, the players, and it goes crazy. And, and like, the Warriors could go on a run. You know, I I, I know and I think that Durant's going to be gone, but the Warriors could go on a run even with their – current pieces for another two or three years no problem and put together one of the most right. successful dynasties of all time right right anyway. and we'll see what and we'll see what happens with durant and it looks i mean giannis is locked up for another two years um they'll have to keep some of their other guys but you, you know he seems like a really likable guy you know like i said a good teammate i feel like he could easily get a you know a, a mid-level max player to go over there too and 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 help them Especially if you're like, hey, man, we got the East kind of locked up over here. Right. The West is a juggernaut. Once you come over here and, you know, see what we can do, you know. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so I'm looking at the players two through four on this list, um, and I was surprised to see how far down number numbers five and six were. Um, because okay. five, numbers five and six would probably be numbers two and three at this point on my list. But I want to throw these at you. So, so I'll, I'll read them one by one. Um, number uh-huh. two is Embiid, which I get it. Um, uh-huh. But he wouldn't be my number two. Number no. th- number three is Jokic, or um, yeah, Jokic um, from the Nuggets. Okay. Not my okay. not my number three. Um, okay. but I get it. Yeah, me neither. Not in this NBA. Those two guys don't. I don't. I don't get that. Yep. Number four here is Carl Anthony Towns. Um, that I don't get at all. I mean, he wouldn't even be on my radar for number four. Number five is Ben Simmons, who I would have higher. Um, yeah, and then that's num- what I was gonna say. And like, then if you were number ask six, me who would be number two? I would say Ben Simmons. Number six is um, Donkey Boy over in uh, Dallas. Um, Luka Doncic. He yeah. would be my number three. Exactly. Or two. 
Yeah, exactly. I would I would yeah. have had those guys number two or number three. And I know Doncic he's still in his rookie year, but I mean it's kind of like the eye test. It's kind of like Sam when back in the day when you and I saw LeBron as a high schooler and we knew he would have success. Like we watched the high school games on ESPN or whatever they were right. televised. We knew he was gonna do well. Then he gets to the NBA. What was it, like his first game? Like he almost put up a triple double in his first game. You know, it's like yeah. he's gonna be like, pretty damn Sacramento, good. Sacramento, yeah. Like yeah, Doncic, like I think Doncic yeah. is the future MVP. Um from what yeah, I've seen, he's really again, good. I mean, he's, he's really good, and, and he's good for today's NBA. Then number seven yeah. on this list is Donovan Mitchell, who I also would have higher than those other three guys I was talking about. Yeah. Then Jason Tatum, who I'd also have higher. Wow. Jason Tatum's number eight. So you have Embiid, Jokic, and um, who was the other one? Um, Anthony Towns. Towns. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, man. I don't. You know, they're good players, but I'm gonna put a guard or a forward over over a center in this NBA all day long, you know, and I get Giannis, I guess they could say as a center, but he doesn't play like a center. He's sure. not a back to the back guy, uh, back to the basket guy. Uh, Jokic is, I think Jokic is better than Embiid. I've never been a huge Embiid fan. Um, Me neither. I, I'm going to say, I mean, he's good, but he's going to be injury prone his whole career. It's just going to happen. I think he brings way more drama than needs to. Um, and, there's going to be problems in Philly because there's too many alpha males there, and and he's the biggest one. So instead of just shutting up and playing, he's just not. It just doesn't have that in him. Um, so I'd put a guard or a small forward over any big guy in this NBA. Just would. If you could shoot the outside ball and 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 and, and dribble and have handles, you're going to go on my list all day long. So I'm reading, I'm reading, and I'm looking down at the articles, and these are kind of like a composite ranking based on three different guys' rankings. Every single one of these guys, so all three of them, rated Embiid higher than Simmons, which I was just like, really? Really? Yeah. The only thing Simmons needs is a jump shot, and he needs to be in the gym all summer, all yeah, the time. definitely. And, he's, and he has J.J. Redick at his disposal. He's got to be soaking up knowledge. And, I mean, because if you can't shoot, you know, you – you're going to have, you know, right now it's cute, but, you know, teams are just going to totally back off you, not care. He can just get to the rim whenever he wants now. So teams have to respect that, you know, but you're not always going to be 18, 19, 20 years old. So he's got to put a jump shot together, but I think he will. Um, and, you know, I, he's definitely an overall better player than Joel Embiid. I will say there's one guy that had Donkic, um Number two, um, so it was Giannis and then Doncic, which I thought was pretty good. But yeah, yeah, that would be. I mean, if you had to ask me, I would say Giannis, Luca, yeah, Tatum, Simmons. Um, those are those two are interchangeable in my mind. I think Tatum is really good. Yeah, I like Mitchell, Tatum, Simmons. Um, I w- now where do they have the Lakers guys on there? Lonzo and uh, Ingram. So Lonzo, um, Lonzo was far down. Lonzo was twenty four, and there's only the top twenty five. That's crazy. I think Kuzma he could be was, good, man. I Kuzma do think Lonzo could be good. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I saw that too because I was just kind of scrolling down the rest of the list. I thought, yeah, oh, that's far. I yeah. think he's getting shade because of his father, which I, you know, which I, I, I get. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. But I get but, it though. I get it. If, no, I, I mean, get it. These are sports I get it writers, too. Right? I get it too. I look at him too, and I'm like part of me doesn't like I don't like him like just in general but as a basketball player I think he's really good um he needs to get a shot too um 
but that's just you're seeing that a lot now with these guys coming in that can't shoot. But they've been so athletic their whole life that they've been able to get to the basket and they've had such good handles that their shooting has been, you know, has not been worked on the way that it should. So, you're, you know, you're seeing a lot more of that. And these guys are coming in so young, you know, so you have to give them that grace time of like, all right, they, they need to just put work in. So, yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking. So um, Ingram didn't make the list. And wow, Kuzma's number. People are t- sleeping on Ingram, and I think Ingram down the line, the kid is only twenty, maybe twenty-one. If not, he's really good. The last two games they've lost, but he is with LeBron on the floor, been the best player on the floor. He's you know put up sixty-one points over the last two games, um, and he can do it all over the place. I just don't. I I think the the Pelicans one day will look back and. If they don't get this master deal from Boston that they're, I think, anticipating, they might look back and be like, man, we gave up on Tatum, Lonzo, Kuzma, just for a, a lumbering center that didn't want to be here anymore. Right. Yeah. That's, that's crazy to me. With regards to um, to the Lakers, so Kuzma did make the list at 21. Um, and then it, I thought it was funny, uh, D'Angelo Russell was at 13 on that list, <laughs> who, the, who the Lakers traded. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, with the, with respect to the Pelicans thinking they're going to get some sweetheart package for Anthony Davis, I don't see it happening. Because like when when do the Celtics ever give up too much? When does that happen in a recent? Well, memory? I guess they're saying that everyone is on the table. Yeah, everyone's on the table, maybe. and I don't get that. What are you gonna? You're gonna? I don't think Kyrie's coming back. So you're gonna empty your whole team, all these young guys. For Anthony Davis, and you're gonna have nobody to play him with. No way. You know what I think they did in reality is they they told the Pelicans that they were gonna that everybody was on the table, but in reality, like they're they're gonna pull people off the table by the end of the season, and then and now the Pelicans are they're gonna be handcuffed because they already got the Lakers' best offer, and yep. you know they, I don't well, think they're they, gonna I mean, get they, I that. I guess again. they could go back. I think they I guess they could go back to that because Magic Johnson needs to deliver another guy. Um, which I don't even think that Especially, would work well there anyway. I wouldn't. I wouldn't I don't trade. think so either, man. It's. Yeah, I wouldn't it's trade all those people if I were the Lakers. Not all. Not all that they ended up with. I mean, I would trade Lonzo Ball just to get rid of, kind of the, you know, his dad saying that you know Lonzo's better than LeBron and all that stupid crap. I mean, come on, man. Right. Yeah. Golly. <laughs> that's a whole. Yeah, that's a whole another. Oh, no, so, man. I hate that guy. Yeah, no, he's a turd. Anyway, I think yeah. we can end it there, man. You got anything else for the audience before we hit it? Not much, man. Everyone be good to each other. And, uh, let's get through this. Let's get through this week, man. Yeah, I know, right? I need some or sleep. Or weekend, I guess, by the time <laughs> these people listen to this. Yeah, true. Very true. Have a good weekend, everybody. Be safe. Be good. Peace. Peace.